Hello, Oak Knoll. It's Stephen Murray here with a special three-episode series where we ask the question, what does generosity have to do with faith? In it, our guests will invite us to remember that everything we have first came from God and how our giving is an important part of our discipleship. In our first episode, Pastor Jay shares his personal experience growing up in a home where money was a source of stress and how he learned that generosity can be a learned way of life. I grew up in a loving family, but the economics were difficult. Money was scarce. There were chapters of life where my parents almost lost their home, and after the 2008 financial downturn, they eventually did. But that was after I was an adult. When I was a kid, I played soccer because it was inexpensive. All I needed were a pair of shoes. I remember many evenings walking into my parents' bedroom and my mom would be on the bed with all kinds of things she was cutting out. She would try to enter multiple contests on a regular basis, like the Publisher's Clearinghouse contest where you could win a million dollars. Of course, they never did. But there was always hope for financial rescue because money was a constant stress. I remember when I was in high school, my mom having me apply for and get a credit card so I could go to the dentist, which I could then use to cover my own dental bill. And then I would have to pay the minimum payment each month, and the balance, I learned, never went down when you just pay the interest. I went to a private college entirely on grants and student debt. Though I saw the forms and signed them at the beginning of each semester, I didn't understand what the dollar amounts meant for my future opportunities. When I graduated, I was shocked when I saw the number. I didn't have great mentoring from my parents when it came to money, how to use it, save it, and how to be generous with it. My mom often talked about the church and other organizations she wanted to give money to if she ever did win the Publishers Clearinghouse, but that was always based on a wish, not reality. When I was a senior in seminary, I attended an optional and free class on personal finances, led by a man, I still remember his name, Neil Kittleson, who worked with Lutheran Brotherhood, now Thrivent. Neil taught us that most people begin the month with their paycheck and then spend up to and over 100% of it each month. I had seen that in my own life. And then he said if people have anything left over, maybe they'll save it, and even less likely, maybe they'll give it away. Neil invited us to a different approach. He encouraged us to save 10% and give 10% from our paycheck at the very beginning of the month and then live off the 80% remaining for the rest of the month. He taught us that when we use our money in this way, We will help ourselves plan for our future, while also cultivate a spirit of generosity as we share what God has first given us and then to live on the remaining 80% the rest of the month. It was a simple teaching, but it was also life-changing for me. When I graduated from seminary, my first position paid $29,000 a year, with 1% raises each year after that. Out of the $29,000, I had to pay 15% Social Security tax because pastors are considered self-employed. That's twice as much as most people pay when they're employed by someone else. I also had $6,000 a year in student loan payments before taxes were considered. As a result of our debt and tax situation, Suzanne, my wife, and I had to live simply and frugally. Though we didn't have much to live on, we committed to save $25 a month toward retirement and give $100 a month to the church. Neither amount was at the 10% mark that Neil Kittleson from Lutheran Brotherhood had taught me in class. But the important thing was that we began the habit of giving and saving off the top and then living off the rest. This meant we had to say no to ourselves a lot, but this discipline made us better financial stewards of what we did have. 
Over the years, we have been able to grow our giving while also paying off our debt and saving for the future, too. The habits and practices we began when we had very little have helped us when we've grown in our careers. Suzanne and I have seen the importance and blessing of giving to our church and to other ministries that are making a difference in the lives of others. We can share that good habits can be started at any time, and that generosity doesn't just happen. It's a part of any good financial plan, and it's an important part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. I hope that my story of change might inspire you in your own generosity story, that it might help you to grow in your giving, to make it part of your budget, to make it part of your plan. Whether you're just starting out, or whether you're midway, or whether you're in a later chapter of life, a spirit of generosity can always be grown and lived out. A life of generosity celebrates the goodness God has given us and helps us meet the vision God sets before us as we build the kingdom of God together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your past generosity and for your continued support of our ministry here at Oknoll. Together we grow the fruits of God's kingdom as we put God's love into action. You can learn more about how to participate in our generosity ministry by going to our website, oklutheran.org. This has been a production of Oknoll Lutheran Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Pastor Jay Rudy, Senior Pastor. Music performed by Matt Sarar and produced by me, Stephen Murray. If you'd like to learn more about Oak Knoll Lutheran Church, please go to that website, oklutheran.org, or check out our live stream of our Sunday worship on YouTube every week at 930 Central. Thanks for listening, and God bless.